Shh. Okay. Use your Welcome back to Las Malandrinas Radio. Las Malandrinas Radio is a podcast dedicated to honoring all the malandrinas that live off banda music and música regional mexicana. This podcast, in the words of our madrina, Jenny Rivera, is a testament to our process of becoming who we have to become. And so we offer the world our truth about música de banda, música norteña, y todas sus babosadas. Las Malandrinas Radio holds space for the critical discussions that happen before bailes, and we center the mujeres and creatives behind este género de música. We are your favorite space to talk about música regional y la política. So we're back here at Las Malandrinas Radio. We're usually talking about banda, about banda music, but not today because this is our Menor episode, aka our very first episode dedicated to norteñas. And so we're super excited. And by we, I mean me, because esta Ale is in L.A. But today we have our homegirl, Gabby, a.k.a. our first ever Malandrina of the Moments, throwback to the first episode. And she's joining us as our Chihuahua ambassador and subbing in for Ale, who, like I said, is off chambeando. So in this episode, we're going to talk about the context of Norteñas, of El Norte, where Norteñas originate, and also get into some of our favorite Norteñas, and what they tell us about the kind of world that we live in. I think that Norteñas are very special. Um, one, because there's a very specific combination of instruments, but also because of the reality that they were created in this part of the world where, right, like Gloria Anzaldúa says, the, the U.S. scrapes against Mexico and you get this wound, right, this um, herida abierta. So with that said... I think that there's a sort of trinity to Musica Regional Mexicana. This isn't, of course, all the genres that are captured by Musica Regional, but really there's sort of, there's this like domination between Norteñas and banda music and mariachi. And some get more money than others and some are older than others. And But I think they all go hand in hand, like... El Padre, el Hijo y el Espíritu Santo. <laughs> so, <laughs> with that and the recent hype and, like, rebirth of La Chona, I mean, Los Tucanes de Tijuana even dropped a new version of it. So, with that, we all think it was important to add to those conversations the way we know how with this podcast. So, but first, our check-ins. So... Alice in LA, working, visiting Jenny Rivera's grave, bringing back some of the energy, crying in front of the Jenny Rivera mural. So while she's busy doing that, we're here recording today. So welcome, Gabby. Bienvenida. Hey. Who is y'all? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you and... Why do you love Norteñas? <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, um, mi nombre es Gaby. Soy nacida en Chihuahua. Uh, was raised in the South. Families in Mississippi. And los vientos me trajeron acá. <laughs> a Chicago. Saqueando. Um, y aquí, a ver, a ver para dónde 
seguimos migrando. But, but yeah, I'm really, really, really happy to be here. Thank y'all. Um, and thank you to the folks that are listening and carrying Las Malandrinas uh, everywhere y'all do, whether you're commuting, whether you're blasting this in white institutions like schools or jobs. Um, but yeah, really, really grateful to Cynthia and to Ale for being able to create the space that's very much needed. I'm not crying. I just spilled water <laughs> in my face. <laughs> well, do you want to check in? Maybe share a little bit with folks. Como estas? Como andas? What's going on in your life? Oof. Yeah. So, um, it's been Lo rough. It's been rough. One, this year has been, uh, this year, apenas estamos en marzo y aparece... The year of January? <laughs> it's been rough. Um, I, I'm also an organizer, and uh, particularly around the field of immigrant detention. And so we've had some really rough uh, moments. Um, pero con eso, yo creo que también it's, it's spring. And so trying to look forward to what's coming in el verano and mm -hmm. the bailes that are coming up. And so with that... Um, one of the things that I wanted to bring into the check-in was was the, the music fest. Yes. Los bailongos. Um, te vas a ir a zapatear. Pues no sabemos todavía, pero... Todavía no hay dinero, pero va a ver. Pero vamos a ver, estamos ahorrando. But I think one thing to look at is particularly the, the uh, music festivals in the Midwest and how they've been able mm -hmm. to, um, even though they're very much for a particular base of folks, um, they're still in, in various ways honoring Musica Regional Mexicana. Um, and here in Chicago, we have Ruido Fest. Yes. Um, which is mostly known as alternative um, music space uh, for Latinx um, youth, mostly. Para los chavillos. Pero at every point they've been able to also kind of create or have that space for uh, regional uh, Mexican music. I think hopefully they're doing it um, more intentionally um, with the years to come. And I know that they've gotten a little bit of critica cuando trajeron a Intocable. And Cynthia's talked about it in, in other episodes. So That's right. You can go back to that to, to hear about how Cynthia Two was years. feeling. <laughs> Two years ago, Intocable, the same year that Home Depot decided to build a wall. Oof. In the middle of Rido Fest. Oof. That, that, yeah. So much to learn. So, so much, much to learn. So much to learn. Pero they got Tigres del Norte in their lineup for this year. So they just announced their lineup and I think they're, they're, Despite the crit criticism, I think they're 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 keeping that space for um, uh, música regional mexicana, and now they're bringing los meros meros. Yes, tigres. Dude, that's pretty big. I don't know if they're modeling it off of Coachella because los tigres was wear Coachella, mm -hmm. right? So I don't know if that's the kind of um, like the caminito that opened up. Quién sabe. Pues ya veremos another. Um, Festival that's coming up that I think has created, a, that's a lot more diverse in the lineup that they have. In attendance. And <laughs> in, in their attendance. Um, but, but they, is, is Los Dells. And that's a, a pretty new uh, music festival. Creo que empezaron en el 2017. I was able to go to the first one and to last year's. So this upcoming year is going to be um, their third year. Pero han traído grupos from reggaeton to pop to rock and, and very much uh, musica regional mexicana. 
So, I know last year se puso buena la cosa con Banda Limón, Banda MS. O fue cuando andó la Chiquis. La Chiquis estaba por ahí también. Um, and the year before that, The Hellos Tucanes closed it out. Um, Dareyes y La Mala. Entonces, ya veremos qué tienen este año. And, and, and yeah, keep an eye out for that. And, and definitely continue to go out to support, to show the music festivals that this is a very important genre. And, y que pues, ahí vamos a estar. Up. <laughs> en tu tent. Hey, <laughs> se, pone, se pone chida la cosa. No más digo. It sounds fun. Okay, so I'll check in really quickly um, with what you said in the springtime coming. There's finally light in Chicago. I woke up one day like, fuck, we lost an hour. <laughs> but we gained some light. So under capitalism, you win some and you lose some, I guess. <laughs> but the elections are happening in Chicago. Oof. At the end of next month, we're going to have a new mayor. Whatever way it turns out, va a ser una black mujer. One that was a former cop, one that isn't. So we don't want no cops. <laughs> um nope. And I bring that up because Gabby saw viendo las notas que tenía, and I was talking about, oh, I lose in Chicago. And this person <laughs> is out here campaigning on bringing light to Chicago. Oh, no. Por su apellido Lightfoot. And it's just like, light? Bringing whiteness? <laughs> mm-hmm. Question it. Question, Question it. it. But the other thing that I wanted to just check in about, and maybe this is old news at this point, but... Cardi B killed it hey. in H-Town at the rodeo in Houston doing a bomb-ass show. And she paid tribute to Selena and her outfit, which to me was really more of a tribute to, like, Banda Machos. That was just my Banda opinion. Machos for sure, <laughs> but that's just yo. my opinion. Either way you play it, love it. Don't she sang, she sang, um She sang Toucans when she was up there. <laughs> she was killing it. And I love seeing her... With the tribute that she always does to Selena, but also to Evie Queen. And so I just wanted to bring in that Evie Queen is also dropping, just dropped a new album. It's lit. It's, also, it's still in her old style, which like reggaeton viejo is in still the best reggaeton. And no Evie Queen, and is it's like in the horizon that there might be a collaboration with Cardi B in the next album. Evie Queen is a favorite for me and Ale. Especially for me, because I just have always loved Evie Queen. And way back when it was, when no one was doing, like, mass conexiones between, like, Mexican music and, like, Caribbean music, Puerto Rican music, reggaeton in this case, Evie Queen covered Tuna Vez by Selena, yeah. like, back in the day. So we need to bring that up because, like, as much love, and I have so much love for Cardi B and what she's doing, and, like... Homegirl is amazing. But also, let's not forget that Evie Queen did do that, too, you know? Pay tribute to her. So. Exactly. And it's not to say, like, that one erases the other. Both are amazing, and we can lift both of them up. Exactly. For sure. Oh, we but love, anyway. We love them both. We love them both. <laughs> but, yeah. So, that's our, our check-ins. So, so what, what's up with the banda, no, Cynthia? You know, this week, we don't have a lot of chisme. Como? It's mostly like sad news, like disappointments in the men in the genre, as usual, from my side. But I, you maybe you have a couple other things to add. But a, I'll just say one: Premio Los Nuestros just passed. Nothing relevant to say about it. <laughs> Nothing really came out of it. We'll just keep that there. Second thing that works me up is that 
maybe three weeks ago, Osvaldo de la MS. First of all, Osvaldo, like, everyone knows that everyone likes Alan better. <laughs> Don't try to make yourself relevant by posting about your pro-life opinions on Instagram. So this hombre thought it was a good idea to post a pro-life picture where he, where there's, like, a drawing of, I'm guessing, right, like, a mujer who's pregnant and, like, there's a picture that says... Or there's a diagram. Yeah, it's like a diagram, and there's an um, arrow pointing to her saying, Este si es tu cuerpo, and then a fetus, like, this is not your body. And I'm just like, irrelevant, old, yeah, no es necesario. So I commented, in my defense, I was in, on the quicks, so it's probably not the best reply, but like, why do I have to, you know, take the time to reply to this mental? So I posted something like, Damn, like, as a fan, as a fan of Emese, like, I'm so disappointed. And his reply was like, well, why are you disappointed? Like, this has nothing to do with Emese. But then my cousin, America, shout out, tag teams and went off on him and went off on all these other people commenting. And it's just so unnecessary. And then to see what other artistas in the genre were, like, mm. liking it was just even more annoying. You know, hands down at here at Las Malandrinas Radio, we are all reproductive justice-oriented, like, pro-choice, but even más de eso, like, the, you know, acknowledging the realities of the ways that mujeres of color um, and gender non-conforming folks have been policed in their bodies and in their, like, childbearing capabilities. So fuck that. Fuck you, Osvaldo, a.k.a. Walo. <laughs> Get the fuck out of Get here together, with your opinions Mm-mm. that you should not be having. So there's that. And then the third thing that I'll mention is, you know, we just dropped our Recodo episode, our Recodo Mafia episode. And we, everyone, you know, Recodo has been reminding us all that they just turned 80 years old. Mm-hmm. And so they had this huge ass... So... I'm confused whether they took over the Carnaval de Mazatlán for the year or if they just did their own carnival. Oh. I'm not sure. But point is, they had this big-ass concert. Like, había tantos pedos porque no había la gente. And, like, people were stuck in line. And people were, like, getting mad at um, Poncho. And he went out to talk to the people. And it was this whole mess. But some highlights is that they had a cute parade. <laughs> <laughs> And Julio Preciado went on stage with Recuerdo, so that was nice to see. Shout out to La Onda uh, Party, Party La Onda in LA, oh, yeah, <laughs> who yeah. messaged us to, to remind us of that and highlight that. So, you know, that was nice to see, and it, it was completely free for the people of Mazatlan. So, I don't know. Yeah, I've never been. We might, to we be might have to go out there one of these days. <laughs> yeah. Do you? Is there any Banda news that you think is important i think one of the things that we found out about just like getting together for for this episode is that el hablando ahorita con lo de la chona pues que al mario quintero le van a dar un award for bmi's president's award and los beverly hills eh? um so from what we saw I, we think that this is the only artista regional mexicano to be given this award. Oh, shit. So just something to keep in mind. And uh, shout out to Mario uh, or lo, Los Tucanes. The Tucans. Um, the Tucans of TJ. <laughs> um, doing their thing and, and getting recognized. So, hey. Oh, shit. That sounds like a big deal. 
I wonder, yeah, I wonder if it has anything to do with them being at Coachella, too. Maybe. Por eso and and that Chona hype, for sure. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. We'll the Chona hype. The Chona effect. <laughs> the Chona effect. You heard it here first. <laughs> Hashtag. Yep. So, there's not a lot of Vanda news this week, but I wanted to share a quick bailer review for y'all this episode. I know. Las Malandrinas out here going national, we y'all. Leaving Chicago. Touring and shit. Touring it out. Make sure y'all invite Cynthia and Ale to your bailes yes, across the country to come through. Yes, te comparamos Lo sacamos a comer. <laughs> y Just cuéntanos cómo Show estuvo. us around. ¿Dónde fuiste? A New York. So, I was in Nueva York. <laughs> and... Mostly because uh, a compañera, shout out Irma, for the invitation, was joking around about going to see Leodan in New York. And I was like, mm, oh shit, I haven't seen him yet. I was like, fuck it, I have vacation days, vamos, fuga. <laughs> so I went with Irma and her cousin, shout out Kimberly, to New York and... We went to Leodan on a Friday, and then on Saturday, no, Sunday, I met up with, shout out, Gotti. Um, So, through Instagram, I was able to connect with a compañera, and this sounds so weird to say, a listener <laughs> of this podcast, um, who had a connect to Ale. Gotti, I feel like you knew Ale a little bit more. Um, and so, I had been posting about wanting to, or about looking for bailes in New York, Ella me respondió. Yeah. We connected on like, oh shit, Legado 7 and Fuerza Regida are going to be in New York. Are you going? Are you going? We both ended up going. Nomás las dos together. And it was really nice. You know, it's like totally different. New York is fucking different from Chicago. First of all, everyone there's from fucking Puebla. Shout out Puebla. You don't get enough love in Chicago. But it's just different. Like, allá todos andaban mejor arreglados que aquí. <laughs> and, um, yeah, but it's the same shit of, like, guys standing around, babosos. Mm. But it was good. We went, and Legado en Puerto Regida, I think, did a really good show. A couple things that I wanted to say about the show, and a couple things that I wanted to say about the genre that they're in. First is... That I was pissed because, so, Rancho Milde is the label that these folks are under. And, you know, Rancho Milde is getting a hype because they put Lumbre Corridos on the map. Mm. Starting with, like, Legado Siete. They're the genre, they're the record label with Jimmy Humilde, CEO, who are pushing the music, doing Smoke Me Out tour nationally, and... So Jimmy Humilde comes out, and he, like, greets the crowd in his Fendi sweater, bien al tiro, you know, how much, the amount of money that this house probably cost in a year he was wearing on his body. And he's just talking to people, being like, oh, New York, LA, New York, LA, connection, connection, you know. And then he starts talking about some other shit. He starts talking about how... Everyone there in the room, we're all the same. We may look different, but we're all the same. E- we're all the same, even though he drives a Rolls Royce. And Ooh, we don't. No, he didn't. So everyone's laughing and shit. And I'm like, y'all goofy. He just called you Pope. Like, <laughs> that's 
So he was saying that, and then he was using the N-word, and it was just so annoying. Oh, no. And I thought, you know, <laughs> Instagram lies. I thought he seemed like a pretty chill middle-aged man on Instagram who's, like, bringing, you know, putting youth on the map. But same shit. That was annoying. And then the other thing that I noticed is once the groups went on stage, first of all, I love the the front, the vocalist of Fuerza Regida. He's super cute. But the homies were just chugging, like, 1492, Don Julio. And I was like, y'all <laughs> y'all are popping but are y'all popping enough to have Don Julio 1942 like a whole bottle at each of your performances pues que no ves el de la Rose Royce se lo trajo Jamie Humilde so they're chugging their 1942 and I'm just like man this is crazy I feel like I'm at a college party I mean it's normal for like though artists drinks drink on stage we're fucking drinking in the crowd but it was just something about it was weird it was a little excessive and you could tell some of the other bandmates didn't want to drink and they were like being forced to so that was like uh, consent but i don't know if it's like them have trying to have like this rock star life so the reason why i say that is because when the crowd was not your typical baile crowd it's like people in their 20s and a lot of men i feel like i don't know what you think but i feel like when i go to bailes it's mostly mujeres and this was mostly men and i'm like man these are fans fanboys like they're here to see these lumine corridistas and they're like taking pictures and like ah like going crazy like i would go for like i don't know la dictiva or some shit but it was so funny to see because there was this guy in front of me and he was taller and he was like recording the whole thing on his phone and at some point like he was so into it that like when his elbow was going back he like elbowed my boob so i was like hey homie like quit elbowing my boob and he just like didn't give a fuck and i'm like this is my boob so clearly you love this man a lot because you just don't care that you just hit my boob (laughs) (laughs) like like, you know so anyway all this to say that younger people men and if you hear the the interviews that fuerza and legado have done they're really trying to distance themselves from Norteños. So that's why I wanted to bring them into this conversation, too. Because there's, like, I think some Sierra and Norteño components to the music. But there definitely is a Norteño strain in there. But they're... So I would almost even more categorize them as Norteños. I don't know. But in interviews, they're very much like, that's not who we are. Like, we're something else. And I'm like, why are they trying to distance themselves so much? Their music is us- is mostly not romantic either. So I think at the end of the day, it's like fuckboy music. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> and that's just what it is. So that's my developing analysis. I think there's more there, more to say. But for now, that's what I want to say about them. I still wanted to bring them into the conversation because, the, you know, of the instruments that they use and shit. And because they're trying to distance themselves from Norteño music. I think they're very much like the records versus Rancho Humilde and they're not trying mm. to be like the romantic Ulises Chiles. They're trying to be like something else. So with a dash of toxic masculinity. With a da- with a big dash. A- like your salt shaker top fell off. So <laughs> that's that baile. We'll be at some more baile soon. So we'll be able to give y'all some uh, more reviews. I'm going to go see... Luis Coronel on Wednesday. Hopefully, Gabby también viene. Hey. And then El Fantasma is on the horizon. Gabby's gonna be 
bautizando el Aragón once again in a couple weeks. Eh, hay que hacerle honor al, al episodio porque va a estar conjunto Primavera, Rialero, Ramón Ayala. So, really excited for this baile coming up and pues a ver cómo se pone la cosa. Is it your first time at Aragón? No, no, I've been to Aragón a couple of times for sure. Um, but it is my first baile in Chicago. Oh, shit. Um, usually bailes that I've gone to are in Memphis and Tennessee. And it's a whole, like, I, I'm already imagining it's a whole different scenario. Like, I've gone to conciertos aquí, pero bailes, bailes, este va a ser el primero, so. Hey, excited That's so exciting. About it. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll let you know how it is and if you're coming through. <laughs> you said it's only $35, huh? Come through, come through. Voy a pensar. So that's our baile review. Um, let's keep it going. So let's really get into it. So we have our Norteñas conversation on the table. And there's a couple of disclaimers that I wanted to add. Para que no nos vayan a demandar. So, <laughs> ya les avisamos. Eh? And then we'll give y'all our songs of the moment. So Norteñas are well and alive, my people. Es un genre que there's new music every day. I feel like I have to say that. <laughs> Because there's, we were just talking about this. I feel like there's actually a lot of research and mm -hmm. articles, scholarly shit written on Norteñas. And I don't want that to just be like what people know, right? Like this is evolving. It reminds me of when this pincha huera in college, we were reading about the Chicano movement. And like, first of all, don't ever take a gender studies like 100 level class because you'll hate yourself. And we were learning about the Chicano movement and like the hueras were like, oh, like, Chicanos, like, like it, they existed once, and I was just like, mm, no, we're not dinosaurs. So <laughs> same with Norteñas, and you know, I, I tanto like ranging from cadetes to conjunto, primavera to everything in between. So much that we could say, but for purposes of today, we're not gonna go much into like let's say Norteñas con banda, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's a whole other situation. It's like we have, I love Regulo Caro, I love Julian Alvarez. Even Joss Nevasian and his Norteñas albums, like a lot of other artists have come out with their Norteña albums, yep. which are also beautiful. But for today, we're going to be getting into some of the Norteño history and just showcasing our thoughts on the instruments that go into Norteñas and taking it from there. And it's still going to be great. <laughs> yeah. So. In the future, maybe. Calibre 50 and Julian and other things. Yes. Come especially Calibre. Yep. yep okay. Yep. Um, so, Gabby, what is your, what are your current sounds? Ooh, I just felt like this whole, like, moment of just really thinking through, that difícil, but I think right now I'm still very much attached to the sounds of el acordeón. Hmm. Um, I wonder why. <laughs> for y'all to know, Cynthia and I have love, a shared, shared love for el acordeón, and for a while we were talking about it. And um, my partner actually came through and got me an accordion a couple of months ago. And we've been really trying. Um, honestly, like, I've, because of funding issues, I've kept <laughs> it to funding and time issues. I've kept it to 
trying to learn from YouTube. <laughs> so shout out to to the YouTubers out there teaching us and, and, and sharing your skills online with us because mm-hmm. it is rough. Pero si ustedes tocan el acordeón y dan lessons aquí en Chicago, hit me and Cynthia up because... We're trying to learn. We're trying to learn. But yeah, that's that's where I'm at right now. Sounds of el acordeón. Um, albums currently that I'm jamming to is um, Intocable's new album. Oh, it's so good. And that's because Cynthia hit me up on Friday and was like, <laughs> yo, have you heard it though? And and ever since then, I've just been listening to it. I was on a flight and just really just that. That's what I was listening to. Oh, I didn't have my my regular audiphonos. I had the cheap audiphonos because mm-hmm. I left mine. And I didn't realize how loud they were. So I'm out here on a flight. Listening and bumping. You were doing people a favor. Hey, in a way, I just see it like putting this music out there in these spaces is a form of resistance. It sure is. (laughs) Y'all are going to hear it. But yeah, I I really dig their new album. Um, I think one of the things around this one in particular that's different from other Intocable pieces, and we'll talk a bit more about Intocable, but this one is like, it goes a little bit beyond like your regular themes of Intocable. Mm. They're out here talking about, yo, we're going to have a, 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 some fun times. Mm-hmm. I love you, and <laughs> but I'm going to see where this goes. And if it doesn't go this way, I still love you and we're still cool. Um, they particularly have um, this Damn piece. lessons. Yes, lessons of like, no one is disposable. Yes. And we're not going to talk trash about you. <laughs> um and and yeah, so I really I really oh. dig um, Nadia's indispensable, no van a entender, and and then the one right now that's on the radio is Tu Soledad y la Mía, but yeah, that's what I'm jamming to right now. I love that because that's that's the song that caught my attention, Nadia's indispensable, which we want to play for you all. But I was doing some creeping and like, you know, you go on Instagram, you put a tag, and you look up what people are posting publicly and. I actually saw that quite a few people, amount of people were liking the Nadia's Indispensable song. And I feel like it's those songs that are sound a little bit different. So you mm-hmm. think that people aren't going to like, but people want new shit. Mm-hmm. And they like, se, se le pegan. That's how I felt about um, Ulises Chaides. Que bonito es querer. When I first listened to the album, I listened to that song and I was like, ooh, this is so different. Nobody's going to mm-hmm. like it. It's going to be my favorite. But then next thing you know, it's like the biggest hit. <laughs> That's how I feel about this song. But yeah. I think the reason why the public likes it so much too, <laughs> el público, is because those lyrics, no te puedo amar si no me amo mi mismo, or something like that. I'm like, damn, like people people are like catching on to that. Like, mm-hmm. it's not just a cheesy, like, dicho, it's, it's true. Yeah, yeah. And, and then there's something about this album in particular that you were talking about the producer and... And the songwriters, right? Yeah. Intocable went out and got themselves a new producer. And the producer, I want to say, does more, like, jazzy kind of music. Mm -hmm. And you can tell. (laughs) Some of these songs have really nice, like, um, one has, like, a nice, like, jazz sequence Mm -hmm. situation. But they, and some are, like, more country than I expected. But they're all together. They, I feel like they tell the story. Yeah, it's a good album, and I really like all of the songs on there. And I can I can see this album, if promoted well enough and stuff, could become a classic. 
and we'll talk a bit more about Intocable and their history and sort of where they've been at. But, but yeah, for sure, right now, that's the new, new um, perception and particularly now it's indispensable. And just to flag that, Ali calls him host. Which one is it? Jose Favela. Jose Favela wrote <laughs> like half of the songs in the album. So they are trying to appeal to our generation with El Compositor del Momento having written a lot of those songs. I still, I still, I'm really surprised at that because again, the, the themes with They're the deep. songs are deep. And I just, yeah, I'm surprised. I was surprised. But in a good way, in mm-hmm. a good way, appreciating it. Are you jamming out to something else this month? Yeah. The other song um, right now is Maquinaria Norteña, um, particularly Uno para el Otro. Uno para el Otro. I, I don't know how I feel about Maquinaria Norteña as like singing, like their, their, their oh, voice. Interesting. Pero the sound mm-hmm. in there is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's a new way of like, and I feel like other folks are, are doing something similar now. But that particular jam, I just really appreciate the sound of it more than anything. So let's play it. Huh? Let's do it. saxophone there maquinaria really se uh, lucen con el sax i would i they would really say do. that's that's the thing i really like their songs because they're really i feel like they come out with more songs para bailar mm-hmm. yeah and we're talking about how maquinaria actually came through um from polurias um and polurias we'll talk about later came through los rieleros Yes. But it's it's a little bit of, of that style. But again, on that particular song, the way that the sax is is mm-hmm. noted is ta chido. Ta nice, ta nice. Pa bailar de cachetito. What about you, Cynthia? What are you listening to right now? What's, what's popping at the moment? What's playing in your mind, in your room, in your commute? In mi baño. En tu so, baño. Con, que te estás cantando en el baño. So I'm bringing back Sireño because... It's La Onda. <laughs> um, so I'll just mention, because I don't want to leave this episode without sharing, that Traviesos de la Sierra are lit with their new album. But they've, but in reality too. So they've dropped two albums recently that y'all have to listen to. One is Portavoz del Pueblo, and the other is an in vivo, an in vivo album. So Traviesos de la Sierra, Son de Sonora, 
Um, we can talk more about them in another episode. Men- maybe you've heard them from Mi Pasado y Mi Presente. That was mm-hmm. kind of like the sing- their hit single. That whole album, Plan B, just great. Traviesos is under the records. And they dropped this new album, Portavoz del Pueblo, which, first of all, the title, right? Such a fan of this idea <laughs> of like... Because I think the cover is a little bit newspaper-ish. So just this album goes towards the area of like we're speaking on behalf of our community like bringing Mm -hmm. attention to these issues that's the kind of songs that are in this album so that's bomb but also to connect it back to this norteñas episode they just dropped an album in vivo it's puros covers the miguel miguel right norteño greatness also and it's just a beautiful homenaje and you should jam out to it as well yeah it's a great album um cynthia definitely sent that my way and it's, it's for sure something to check out. Mm-hmm. In a more serious note, we didn't want to not bring up in this episode like the context in which Norteñas come out of. We think that it's important to ground this episode in really thinking about what are we talking about when we say El Norte? What are we talking about when we're talking about this U.S.-Mexico borderlands area that create that's where Norteños are created, we want to be really clear that when we're talking about this area, we're talking about a piece of land that and a home that's at war, mm-hmm. right? We don't get we don't think about that when we're in our classes and most of our schools. We're not taught these things, right? We're taught that wars are things that happened years ago. Or they're happening in other countries. But the reality is that we have our own battle zones and our mm-hmm. own battlegrounds here in the U.S. and in Mexico. And so let's let's start there, right? First of all, that this area of like northern Mexico and southern U.S., which, right, are names that are given to these lands now, but are not their original names, right? These are indigenous lands. These are native lands. And they've been stolen from so many people and they continue to be occupied by other groups of people sometimes by some of our own people right so in school right we all learn about the u.s mexico war people go out to texas to like the alamo and take pictures and shit and you get taught that there was this fight over texas but also other places that are now states like new mexico arizona blah blah we get taught that the shit called manifest, manifest destiny is a good thing that the u.s was expanding west and puras fregaderas right but in reality no in reality what we're not taught is that the u.s really had these settlers that were moving into most like mostly what is now like northern texas i believe and moving in there and wanting to keep people enslaved wanting to keep african mm-hmm. people enslaved at that point mexico had um outlawed slavery and so the u.s right like these settlers not only were they caprichosos but they were violent so they launched this fucking full-on war and so it was really a war about continuing to enslave people but we're not taught that right so it has as much to do with the black diaspora as it has to do with like quote-unquote mexican land we get taught about this happening, but not in the really violent way in which it was shaped to be, that it was 
not only like new violence for like Mexicanos, but like just more and more layers of violence to the indigenous people of this area, right? To all the to nations that had been there since like time and memoriam, you know? Yep. And I'm talking about the Yaqui community, Apache, Tejona Autumn, right? Also some of these names that aren't original to folks but were later given to folks. So Mm-hmm. So these are all right communities that were violently displaced. This means that these were all there were people that were murdered, people that were raped, and people that were forced to assimilate, both by the US but also Mexico. And so now we're fucking stuck with this imaginary line at the Rio Grande that has real effects on our lives and the lives of our kin. All because they fucking signed the Treaty of Guadalupe. <laughs> and so now I feel like in 2019, 2018, we're hearing much more about some of those effects. You know, where we know um, what this looked like for people, people being mobbed down, especially black folks being lynched. We're learning about, you know, Latinx folks that were also lynched. And hopefully we, we're not like, we were lynched too, right? Like, that's not at all what this is right um it's not the olympics of, of it's not the olympics of oppression this part of el norte is really right a site of ongoing anti-black anti-indigenous anti-mexican racism and this is important because norteño music is fun it's bailar right but it's also bluesy it has mm-hmm. that element of like sadness because these are the conditions that make us sad that make us struggle and so you know, we want to underline that folks are creating Norteñas in the thick of these conditions and in the thick of colonialism and racism. So starting with like early, early Norteñas, which I think it's confusing for me. I don't know about you, but I'm like, what's the difference between rancheras and Norteñas? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think there's like this fluid, like sucesivamente rancheras Norteñas. But I think now you don't see a lot of mujeres in the genre, but... And it's not like you saw, like, a shit ton in the beginning either, but I feel like there was more mujeres in, like, that early ranchera. You have, like, Chaito Valdez. Mm-hmm. You have, right, everyone talks about Lidia Mendoza um, and all these other mujeres. And you have these instruments that people are starting to piece together, right, from the reality of ethnic Europeans at the border and bringing in their accordions these instruments when they're you know many of them also working in the in the um in the labor that was done there so people always refer to narcisco martinez as the father of conjunto music he was often called el huracan del valle because he brought together like that combination of the bajo sexto with the accordion Mm -hmm. and people refer to other folks that we'll mention later but for this time period right this is then leading up to like the cadetes de linares right like moment you know, these early Norteñas that don't really sound like the Norteñas of today, but they're all beautiful. You have this group, right, Cadetes de Linares, founded by Homero Guerrero, Lupe Tijerina. They're showing up in all these movies. Mm-hmm. So they're again becoming synonymous with, like, Mexico, right, through that iconography or whatever. To ground us in that history, we're going to play No Hay Novedad by Cadetes de Linares. Mm-hmm. 
Gabriel Jimenez, and I don't know who he is, but who hurt him? ¿Quién? ¿Quién le hizo eso? Que nos tiene a nosotros chie chie. So sad. Yeah, so that's Son Cadentes de Linares. And I also, before jumping into some more Norteñas, wanted to mention that yo no soy del norte, yo no soy de esas partes, but shout out to y'all. Um, but it seems like there's just so much happening there. And I think from the perspective of like, of nations and native communities i was reading about this um about musica huayla mm-hmm. which is i don't want to say basically because if i was listening to it with no context i would be like oh shit norteñas but it's huayla music it it um comes from tohono autumn folks and the way that it's described is like this combination of norteño tejano and like tohono autumn music but it's it's its own thing and it's beautiful and it's also from that history of like getting a hold of these instruments that come from Europe and putting together this music but Baila, the name of it comes from Baila in Spanish so hey um, we're all closer than we think so we gotta mm-hmm. stop fighting with each other we gotta start also like being intentional about our differences and just fucking putting our attention in like the common enemy <laughs> yes yeah please um you know let's keep this conversation pero con eso this history is also part of why you know i love norteñas and why i love to talk about norteñas and so i think as a part of that holy tr- trinity <laughs> norteñas have are really loaded and have a lot of personal meaning for everybody so i think maybe to move things along, Gavi, can you tell us a little bit about why you love Norteñas and what they mean to you? I think Norteñas, well, one, I'm the proud daughter of a domestic worker, pastelera, hey. and a badass singer. Okay. Shout out to Mama. Oh. And then mi papá, construction worker, luchón, and amante de la musica yeah. so i think just i just grew up in a, a house like where musica is playing non-stop i every time i go back home my dad's still like he now has his own room dedicated to musica and that's the karaoke spot <laughs> um so i think i just grew up with with musica all of my life and particularly to norteñas right mm-hmm. um growing up in chihuahua like that's that's the that's that's what we listen to from my abuelito bumping to lorenzo monteclaro mm-hmm. to the whole familia you know for navidad cantando amigo mesero you know Aye. and i think like um those are memories that i i hold very dearly and 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 particularly esa musica is Es algo que, que sí, pues es muy importante. And particularly, like, even thinking back to my 15 años, right? Like, Ay. we had, um, uh, it, was, it was really mostly música norteña. And just recognizing that we immigrated to Memphis, Tennessee. 
when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And it, it's also a home to a lot of comunidad from Chihuahua. So all the quinceaños, all the fiestas, <laughs> like that was very like prevalent and just algo conocido, right? Mm-hmm. My quinceaños were all about control and tigrillos. That was like hey. early 2000s, right? But I have hella beautiful memories. Shout out to control and tigrillos. And we're not going to talk about norteñas, um, uh, cumbias, cumbia norteñas, pero important to name that, that there's so many different uh, subcategorias within musica norteña. And that's another piece that I love. And, and, and with that, it's like the creativity on the instrumentals, which we're going to cover. But... But overall, it just has a, a very special place in my in my heart. Oh, that's beautiful. Shout out, Tennessee. Hey, shout out to Memphis. Shout out the little tigers and control. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, I love Norteñas um, similarly, but differently. So y'all know my family is from Guanajuato. But it's so funny because so I had a... Uh, when I had my graduation party from when I graduated from college, we got a DJ and the DJ was asking where folks were coming from, what estados, so that he knew what kind of music to play. And when we told him, mucho Guanajuato, Zacatecas, Michoacan, he like um, went straight for the Norteñas, mm. which is interesting, right? Because you would think, oh, maybe banda, but no. And that's spot on because that's what I grew up listening to, or that's what I grew up at. Bailes at our family parties was Norteñas. Banda was a love that I developed later on, must on my own. But that's the first thing that I learned how to dance with a partner. Mm-hmm. Right, cumbia is the first thing that I learned how to dance by myself. And then the first thing that I learned how to dance with a partner was Norteñas. And that's the music that I, you know, you grow up seeing like your parents or your grandparents or, you know, dancing. So... That's what I think about when I think of Norteñas. I think about family parties. I think about this DJ that was like, ¿De dónde son? Para ponerle las Norteñas y el zapateado. So. <laughs> so from there and from... Because in reality, ya saben, somos bien pinches románticos en esta casa. So <laughs> we are like conjunto, a conjunto family. When I was going to have my graduation party, we had a DJ, but we... No, no hubo dinero para esto, but we wanted to have like some sort of live... Mm-hmm. music we ended up having this morro who was really cool and he's like a single he does mariachi on his own so it's just like one person but originally i wanted a tamborazo my family was like hell no it's muy escandaloso so they were like a conjunto porque tocan de todo <laughs> so which means like tocan norteños among mm-hmm. other things still so no, no se me ha hecho tener un conjunto one day but so I grew up listening to most of, like, the romantic Norteñas. So, mm-hmm. like, Conjunto Primavera and all the Romanticas. So then when I got to college, I stumbled upon Puro Zacateca Sax. Of course. And a must. we're so disconnected here in Chicago, man. I was reading a while back with a lot of these Norteño groups. They referred to, like, Chicago as when they've made it. They've really spread out their music, which is interesting to me. But, yeah, I stumbled upon Puro Zacateca Sax very necessary like you said and that's how i ended up finally learning and um starting to show up more when like these norteños con sax groups would come but yeah that's our generation thing right yeah. and um that's what i love about norteños what i don't love on the flip side is que no hay again mucha representación afuera de like says hombres but 
I think, you know, people are still like that, experimenting and putting it, throwing it up, flipping it, reversing it, and toda la cosa. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> Definitely echo you on the lack of mujeres. Um, but it's also important to give a shout out to, to mujeres who are bro- breaking barriers um, and, and really just showing off their talento, particularly yes. in like social media platforms like Instagram, right? Um, and, and there's a couple of mujer-led mm-hmm. groups that we, we also want to shout out to uh, Las Phoenix um, from Texas and La Onda. Just overall, we see y'all and, and we, we, we need y'all. So, so keep on. Um, keep on doing it. Con la música. So for sure. With that said, we're gonna break it down. I know one of your favorite things, Gabidi, de esta música is like how the instruments get highlighted. Yes. So let's start with the accordion. Yeah. The, again, look, we have to talk about the accordion. It's one of the biggest things within música norteña. Um, this instrument we know is not native to Mexico. Um, it it came in from uh, los alemanes back mm-hmm. in the 1800s, um, and now it's just all over, no? And and very particularly through um, uh, alemanes migrating to to el norte, particularly in Chihuahua, um, in which is why, like, if y'all think about if if y'all went to school in, in Chihuahua in Mexico, period. Um, en la música folclore, en los bailables, oh. siempre sale como el estilo norteño, ese, ese estilo de polka, right? For sure. And so that's definitely, definitely was some of the roots to música norteña. And I say some because, again, there's so many other instruments on this end. But el acordeón, is, it, that's definitely the story on that. And um, with that, we also learned a little bit about Antonio Tanguma. Mm-hmm. And Antonio Tanguma was this homie that se la rifaba con el acordeón. <laughs> so his there's this video going around of his uh, grandson, El Junior, talking about what his grandpa meant for the for this uh, for the norteña mm-hmm. genre, how he like really <laughs> for lack of a better of a better word, I'll use a colonial word, pioneered right um the use of the accordion in norteñas and together with like narcisco um, martinez right they solidified the foundation of what we now know as like mexican norteñas yeah yeah so again i also want to just be super like like poniendo ahí lo, la verdad like one of the things that i was just like oof the accordion comes from polka and it comes from germany and oh uh-huh. um when it came to to me learning a bit more about musica norteña and not and i think once i knew that i was like i'm not gonna keep digging because i don't, I don't want to i don't want it to ruin my love for <laughs> yeah. musica norteña but i think on the other side it's just like you know what has our like what what have like mexicanics and particularly just like um, uh, comunidades in that have created this genre, done with this particular instrument and made it their own, and so mm-hmm. I think I think just recognizing that too. But, but I mean, at the end of the day, like I just start to think: one, what were Europeans doing when we were out here 
highly civilized they were like throwing their shit out the window and eating porridge and beef jerky so if we like borrow from the accordion like we're doing them a favor (laughs) (laughs) while i was playing footsie with you i'm sorry (laughs) just realized i was like why is this so warm um i was thinking i'm also not an expert on instruments like i don't play an instrument no sé mucho but we as we always say right give respect where it's due and like from what i can see and what i can hear no yeah for sure and so with that we have a couple of particular uh artists that we want to highlight um and within that accordion particulars uh, uh um breakdown of this one of them is the one and only so Rieleros del Norte, I have mad love for them. <laughs> um, for them particularly, um, El Columpio is my dad's all-time favorite. Like, he may be... Mira, esto es el truco. When my dad would get mad, uh-huh. me regañaba. All you had to do was play El Columpio. No, que se no. <laughs> I learned that a little too late in life. <laughs> but, but for sure, all-time favorite. And it's also... It's a beautiful song. It is. Like... I mean, it's really hard to sing because I'm gonna like <laughs> singing it. That's not a karaoke song unless you really, really know how to sing. Pero el Colombio is 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 beautiful. One thing to mention about uh, Rieleros is that they're originarios de Ojinaga in Chihuahua, and they started off in the '80s and um, '84. So again, this borderland piece is something important, particularly for Rileros. They they got their mm. name because they worked on the railroads in oh, Texas. Oh shit! Okay. And they're uh, kind of doing the like honor, that. for sure, to 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 oh, the laborers and wow. and the and the railroads, and that's something I have mad respect for. Y pues, quién quién no quiere que o quién no le gusta el échale mi Rileros. Échale. <laughs> pues que no, claro que sí. Um, Are you from Ojinaga? I'm not. I'm from Chihuahua, Chihuahua. But the first, the, when we were able to adjust uh, and, and actually be able to travel back was not that long ago. And we um, drove down to Chihuahua. Mm. And so, and you drive down, you go through Ojinaga. And it's really beautiful because they have uh, a couple of placas uh, commemorating Rioleros. Oh. Um, and commemorating Conjunto Primavera. And so it's just really like, this is where, where folks are from. We're really proud of them. This is the pride <laughs> of Ojinaga. Um, and yeah, it's just really beautiful to see. That's beautiful because when I think of Rialeros, and they have so many jams. So many. Like, especially El Columpio, that's one of my, for some reason, that was like my favorite song, like Norteña song in, in high school. <laughs> but I feel like, that's the kind of song that teaches you about life. <laughs> that's when I think about Norteños, I think of like that Theo that's so traumatized, beaten by colonialism and capitalism and toxic masculinity that like cuando está escuchando las Norteñas es el único tiempo donde se abre un poquito and like mm-hmm. shares. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It like creates like a, a moment of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that's for sure. And I think that's one of the things where I'm just like, oh, like this is a side of my dad that I don't, that I really mm-hmm. appreciate seeing when he listens to Rieleros and just overall Musica Norteña, but that song in particular, um, for sure. Y pues, de ahí salió Polurias. Okay. 
Um, and then from there, from Polurias also came this other branch through La Maquinaria Norteña. Um, Boom. Yep. From the railroad workers of the north. Yeah. Los Rieleros. So after Los Rieleros, uh -huh. we also wanted to bring up uh, Ramon Ayala y sus bravos del norte. The one and only. El mero mero rey del acordeón. And for Ramon Ayala, I think it's important that we say Ramon Ayala y sus bravos del norte. Yes. Um, because we often there's kind no of, I in team exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of forget about the the bravos del norte, and and at the end of the day, like um, that's who he's been with. And around that, just something super interesting. I mean, este señor es el rey del acordeón porque empezó o empezó a tocar el acordeón desde los cinco años. Um, una de las cosas que aprendí es de que su papá le regaló el acordeón um, and for him to have like even gotten that acordeón tuvo que vender un puerco el acordeón no estaba no estaba muy nuevo dice Ramón Ayala no que <laughs> dice Ramón Ayala que tenía que usar chicle para pegar los botones <laughs> but oh. de, ahí, de ahí salió el rey del acordeón um, and then the other piece is like Uh, Ramon Ayala is also just somebody who can connect with the community very easily. Um, he's talked about how he's worked in the cotton fields in Tamaulipas. He's talked about um, how, you know, like he started off in the cantinas. He he actually ganó un poquito de fama cuando empezó a tocar con Cornelio Reina. Mm. And that was through Los Relampagos del Norte yes. back in the 60s. And he didn't jump on with Bravos del Norte until the 70s, but he's been jamming with them since then. And that's who we who we know. And like when we're out and about and it's about to close, uh, you know, Ramon Ayala is who, who I want to hear and who I want to listen to. And one of the songs we wanted to highlight with that is Rama del Mesquite. La Rama del Mesquite is really like a, a song we wanted to bring out because It starts off with the 30-second intro of the accordion, and it's a beautiful intro of the accordion. So we want you all to, to, to listen in. I will forever be changed. Um, when I was in high school, I remember this meme going around that because I was like Guitar Hero Mo era, but it was like accordion hero. Andale, andale. <laughs> so another group we wanted to highlight here is the one and only, the one and only, the Untouchables. Intocable. Oh, yeah, that's what it translates <laughs> to. Wow. Intocable. Who? 
Drake has mentioned this, uh, was inspired by Ramon Ayala. Yes. And sort of like his love for that accordion. Yes. Um, and one thing around Intocale, I mean, Intocale just, they have a really special place in my heart. Mm. Like, I grew up with this band. This is my coming coming of age grupo. Okay. Um, this your, is where... Your cumbia kings. <laughs> <laughs> this is when addition to, the Intocale was like, what I would listen to out here pretending I knew anything about life and love, middle school and high school. And then also like the, the songs I would call into the radio in Memphis to like ah! dedicar, you know? Okay, me dedican a She me. did that. You know, that, that's, that's, I got my love for Intocable. And one thing to name about them is that they are a Norteña and Tejano fusion. Mm-hmm. So again, speaking about the wound, right? The open wound, the borderlands. They're originally from Zapata, Texas, and they started off in the early 90s. And I think for me and I think for other folks in my generation, it was more of like already learning about the badass OG Norteños, um, but also kind of seeing like Intocable as a group that was on this side of the border mm-hmm. and that could help further influence Musica Norteña Um um, here in the U.S. And, and I think just their style kind of has, I'm not a fan of country, but they've made <laughs> it to the point where they've been able to really kind of fuse it in a way where it's done very beautifully. Now with their new album, it's just really interesting to see them continue with that fusion and just shift their sound, but still very mm-hmm. much like, oh, that's intocable. And you know that's intocable. Yes. Yeah, they created their own shit. Um when I think of Intocable, I think of all their one word songs. I, <laughs> like, they just have all these songs that are just one word. Yeah, <laughs> so that's, that's true. That's true. It's aire, mm-hmm. sueña, mm-hmm. coqueta. Oh, that's my jam. Uh-huh, girl. So I think of that and I think of that they are really creative and they do try new things. And especially with this album with them. And I just looked that up with producer Don Was, who did apparently a lot of stuff for like the Rolling Stones, Elton John. They are, are they're really out here. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if they did some strategic planning. Like, they are really out here reinventing yeah. themselves, getting their songs written by Jos Favela, keeping it true to their what the heart of their music really is. Yeah, and I think one thing that you mentioned earlier is, like, like at least to me, this pattern of, like, in every album, their songs all mesh into a particular theme, or yeah. they all mesh into a particular uh, message. And mm-hmm. th- that's something that they've done back to back to back. But yeah, it's also one of the grupos that I've seen the most. I've seen Intocable, I think, like four times. Oh, I love it. And every time I just like look every directly in the eyes and I'm like, oh, I'm I, love, I love how you were jamming this accordion, bro. But but yeah, another groups to name in this category that, that we're not yes. going to get a chance to highlight, but just to name is Pesado, Palomo, Duelo. Duelo. Yeah, very much around like inspired of or very similar sounds but also very much on their own very unique very, and very texas mm-hmm. and very texas yeah that that fusion of tejano and norteño mm-hmm. and for this one we wanted to highlight nadie es indispensable Se 
dice que la vida es un tomar de decisiones Y decidí tomar la decisión De ya no hablarte, de no buscarte Y de una vez por todas decirnos un adiós No te cambio por alguien aunque sobre las opciones Más bien estoy tratando de entender que antes de amarme, tengo que amarme No creas que es algo nuevo, ya lo pensé muy bien El amor debe mostrarse, no nomás con las palabras So that's indispensable, again, reminding us that no one is disposable and that we gotta love ourselves Our op-ed on this Intocable album and their rock and roll norteño um manifesto against capitalism is coming soon <laughs> it's coming up y'all it's coming up and that's why my dog is crying in the background no and another one another artist that we wanted to kind of like give an honorable mention to um is el mero mero chalino sanchez mm-hmm. um i think when we both did um instagram polls of like What's your favorite Norteña song? And we had a couple of folks come up with um, a name Chalino for sure. And I think Chalino, we got mad love for in the Acordeon and Nieves de Enero, Alma Enamorada. Just mm-hmm. overall, like, is is something that that's super, like, unique, muy parrandero. And I think on that end, it's like, Chalino also deserves his own. His, a bigger space or yes. like a bigger space that we can be highlighted and maybe malandrinas can do that. Hey, we will, we will. Bye, I will bye, bring bye. you back. <laughs> I think one more thing about the accordion and how we talked about earlier about let's also not erase that there are mujeres out here like mm-hmm. haciéndole bien machine in in este norteño and so there is a lot of mujeres that have Instagram pages tocando el accordion and playing it beautifully. I think a beautiful connection is um, Janet Valen- Valenzuela. Yeah, Janet Valenzuela. She's been playing the accordion. She has released like some covers um, online, but she recently was on He Who Shall Not Be Named's show on Pepe Garza's <laughs> Pepe's office. And she was talking about how her inspiration for playing the accordion comes from Darey de la Seria. And we've talked about him and, you know, his uh near-death experiences and he is an accordion papi for sure mm. and to see her doing her thing and you know out here echándole ganas you know let's support her and and let's push for for more of that yeah for sure so um again um swift through janet valenzuela on ig there's so many other two mujeres that are out there doing the um, a, a amazing and beautiful shit through the accordion, and so maybe sometime soon it'll be Cynthia and and yeah, I maybe featured. I when we start our Northern group again. Uh, we're out here looking for <laughs> somebody to teach us, tutor us. With that said, we're looking for a bajo sexto. Ooh, bajo Was that sexto. <laughs> Ooh, yes. Tell us about bajo sexto. I don't know much about the bajo sexto. If I saw it in real life, I probably couldn't tell you distinguish it, <laughs> but. Now that I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos of people playing the bajo sexto, I'm like, damn, this is beautiful. This is what gives it that, mm, like that, um, like norteño beat, you know? Yeah. 
And now I know. <laughs> es con lo que coordinas el paso. At least that's how I dance. Nothing else is really much. El, el bajo sexto is where I'm like, ah, ahí viene la vuelta. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, bajo sexto is for sure another of the instruments uh, with an acordeón that's super integral or like uh, uh, needed within uh, música norteña. Um, and there's a couple of there's a couple of groups that we wanted to to go ahead and highlight and and I think on these groups that we uh, chose in this category are groups that that uh, agarraron fama in los ochentas and los setentas but are still banging today. Yeah. The first one is Poder del Norte. Poder del Norte, Power of the North, Power of the North. <laughs> so Poder del Norte is very much in line with other groups like Huracanes del Norte, which we also want to talk about. Obviously, all these groups use that, those two instruments that are so central to Norteño, the accordion and the bajo sexto. Mm-hmm. We showed you some accordion papis, and now we want to show you a couple songs where really pay attention to that guitar, because se luce. Like Abby said, without this, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't know where the fuck to put your feet, you know? <laughs> Tus patas. So, <laughs> in Poder del Norte, obviously they have... También a, a long discog- discography. Mm-hmm. Discografía. Uh-huh. Esa cosa. And one of my hands-down favorite Norteña songs in life is A Ella. A Ella. Such a beautiful song. It's so deep. Like, I don't know. Something about the combination of instruments in this song, it gives it, like, depth. Yeah. And the lyrics. I mean, they're honoring mujeres. Like, it's a beautiful song. Every time we're just talking about how every time, we, at least in my mind, when I think about Aya, I think about the live version of Aya mm. and like all of the mujeres or all the public singing back in, in chorus, and and that's how I like if you if you name Aya but the Norte, I start that's that's what I already imagine it in my mind of like all the the gente singing the chorus. So let's put you in that concert. Pomela, pomela. between la ella and it's like oh wow this like you're honoring this mujer mm-hmm. Qué Amor de pobres. And then another song that they're well known for is like, Ni que valieras tanto. <laughs> Ni que valieras tanto. Yeah, we went from one end to the other. Con el poder del norte. We went from, we have the sweetest, most pure love to, you didn't want me, well fuck you, you're not even that worth it. <laughs> That Nicolas Santo is a rough ass song. I I don't know. I feel like 
because we got Nica Valera Santo, we got all these other shit songs, like, all the other ones that are telling mujeres there ain't shit. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Nica Estuviera San Buena. Yeah. Like, all, there's this whole just camp of shitting on yeah. mujeres value. Yeah. But uh, Poder del Norte came together in the late 80s, right? Yep. And where are they from? They're from Monterrey. Hey, so, shout out. out by another group of hermanos of Buen Rostro Brothers. And siguen dándole, siguen dándole patadas. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and another group that's still around from the late 1980s. We have Huracanes del Norte, the Hurricanes of the North. <laughs> Shout out. Huracanes del Norte were a group of brothers también, the Garcia brothers. They came to San Jose, California. So that's dope, right? California represent. Mm -hmm. um, but they were from Jalisco, Michoacán originally. These brothers put together Los Huracanes, and Los Huracanes is one of the more well-known, right? Yeah. También grupos. I think if you think of, like, a hierarchy, right, which we don't yeah. support, but um, just, like, who's more well-known, you have your Tigres, you have your Tucanes, right? Tigres and Tucanes have their own place. Like, they have done so much. They're so well-known. Yeah. They deserve their own episode, but... Conjunto Rilero have their own place. And then you have Huracanes and the similar, like, groups to, to Huracanes that also have their own unique place. And yeah. That that sound of Huracanes, the voice, el... Yes. Tan particular. <laughs> I was watching an interview where yeah. ese señor, he's talking about how it just was an accident or something, and it just stuck, and now people, that's what he's known for. Yeah. And now they have their sons that are also singing, and they find, but also, damn, they have their voice and their accordion skills. They definitely inherited that. Hey, and true. they've been out here producing new music también, but one of the songs that really shows that off is like Alma Bohemia. If y'all have seen it right, shows in these different generations of hombres coming together. It's black and white, and they're just, you know, echándosela en, en, en la cantina, en cantina. cantando. Yeah. So, it's nice. Um, yeah. And they're out here still pataleándole, so. Shout they, out to Huracanes. Shout out to Huracanes. Shout out to that Bajo Sexto in both of these songs. I hope y'all got to, to catch that, but it's, mm -hmm. it really, it it's the sparkle to yeah, the song. Yeah, for sure. The last group in this category for the Bajo Sextos, we wanted to bring up are Los Invasores. Los Invasores, Invasores del Norte. And they started off in the late 70s. Um, son originarios de Nuevo León, who we gotta give a shout out to Nuevo León because this also includes Cardenales and just so many other groups. Um, but yeah, shout out to, to Nuevo León. Um, Invasores del Norte. They're well known because of Lalo Mora, who was uh, her main singer for a long time. Um, ellos pegaron mucho en la frontera después de que empezaron en los ochentas y los noventas. Um, and, and right now they're still banging and, and we still listen to them nonstop. Oh, yeah. I think they're well, really well known for like Mi Casa Nueva, mm -hmm. Playa Sola. Mm -hmm. um, but we wanted to bring out particularly one song that I think is not super well known, but we want, I, I have mad respect for Invasores because in 98, sacaron la canción de Los Supercapos. And they got a little bit of criticism because esta canción es un poco política. Está fuerte, amigos. Está fuerte. <laughs> y habla sobre los supercapos, ¿no? Like, los big bosses. 
And it's kind of directed to George Bush at the moment. Fuck you, George Bush. George Bush doesn't care about black people. <laughs> or, yeah, yes. Well, that was the dad, right? No, the, George Bush and their entire Bush family. Yes. Can, whatever. Pero Los Imasolas out here doing the thing and calling them out. Mm. Um, and esta canción de Super Capos, they talk about donde quiera que hay problemas, siempre aparecen los gringos. Uh. Así bloquearon a Cuba, Uy. Irak y a los palestinos. Uy. So, Mad Who wrote this song, though? <laughs> Who wrote it? Mad Love for um, Invasores. Uh, again, in the 98 already calling shit out. Um, so, we're going to play Los Super Capos for you all. los contras y que les daban a cambio un matutino asegura que fue polvo colombiano antes de certificar primero limpien sus campos donde quiera hay corrupción sean gringos o mexicanos de San Luis Río Bolo media tonelada Los periodistas del norte Muy duro nos criticaron Pero los de Riverside Alright, so Fuck the US, free Palestine um, George Bush hates black people So Some context to this song Complex.com It's writing about narco corridos I don't know why we haven't been hired yet Okay, come on, Complex. What are y'all doing? Why aren't they hiring us? Look at all las malandrinas. So they have this, like, 10 best narco corrido songs. And they're def- whoever did this, and they're... I'm not defending them, but... They highlighted La Chacalosa, which is the best corrido ever written. Written by Jenny Rivera. Shout so. out. That was a song. That was her first corrido. We talk about that in our Jenny Rivera episode. But, so here, the description for this <clears throat> corrido, for, super for this capos. norteña... Norteño Corrido is one of the few narco corridos to deal with an event familiar to Anglos. This was Paulino Vargas. So Paulino Vargas was the composer. Paulino Vargas's epic of the Reagan, Reagan era Contra cocaine scandal with a dig at the U.S.'s government practice of, certifying. practice of certifying other countries as being sufficiently tough on drugs. Wherever you go, there's corruption, the lyric says, whether it's gringos or Mexicans. Most local lyric, <laughs> la droga inunda sus calles, el congreso lo sabe, pero como es buen negocio, a los güeritos les vale. So also, right, the U.S. Um, introducing drugs into, into communities. communities of color, especially mm-hmm. black communities, and then criminalizing the fuck out of us. Yeah, so hey, shout out to Masores, and I think we found out that other, Laberinto also uh, sings this song. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, I wanted to, to highlight um, Invasores in this category of Bajo Sexto, uh, particularly that song and those lyrics. So shout out to Invasores. We're going to move on to the last instrument um, breakdown of Norteñas, and that's El Mero Mero Sax. Yes, so I know, or we know that Norteñas con Sax are another subgenre of Norteñas, but they are at this point so cemented to, nor- to Norteñas that you can't have a Norteña and 
2019 without it sucks yeah it sucks is like particularly um well known for within conjunto primavera and releros which we already talked about releros but wanted to talk about conjunto conjunto primavera is like one of my favorite norteño mm-hmm. grupos agreed uh like og classics when it comes to norteñas um, they're also, again, from Ojinaga, Chihuahua. So, like I said, they got the placa for Rieleros and they have the placa for Conjunto Primavera. And they just, like, represent Chihuahua, like, so hard. Mm. Por las calles de Chihuahua. <laughs> just so many, many songs. And and really, just got mad love for, for Tony. And, yes, and Tony Melendez, el Tony. grande. And, and yeah, I think um, there's a, again, they started from the late uh, 70s and and still going pretty strong. And so I'm so excited to see them this weekend. Ah! So they're also coming to my Pueblo, to my Pueblo Ranch. Tell us all about next it. Next month in May for Las Fiestas de 3 de Mayo. I have my to-go ticket. So see you there, Conjunto. I agree. They're also one of my favorites. Also grew up with them. I don't think I've like played them as much in the last couple years. But then La Septima Banda came out with their homenaje in Banda. And I was just like, holy shit. Wow. And I want a Conjunto Primavera kick. So thankfully, they're coming out with some new music. I think a new album soon, especially after Intocable just did what they did. Mm -hmm. But they dropped a new single on us. And that's what they're promoting at the moment. And it's called Cariño a Medias. Escúchame. Hay tantas cosas por cobarde que callar, pero ya me cansé de darlo todo y recibir muy poco a cambio. Y aunque te amo, me alejaré ya para siempre de tu lado, porque es verdad, quien quiere más es el que sale lastimado, que seas feliz, me voy de Aun cuando siento que estoy más enamorado Y lloraré Tal vez cien meses, unos años Es la hora sad con esta canción <laughs> But I, I know I think another thing to know is La Conjunto Primavera Not only do they have a foot in the Norteño world But they also really I think what really got them out there was that they as a conjunto, they did also like the Onda Grupera. And so I feel like I hear some of their songs and I'm like, oh, we are venturing into Temerarios territory. Ooh, so they can do a lot too. Yeah. And they're underappreciated. Yeah. And a major shout out to Juan Dominguez, who's the saxof- el saxophonista de Conjunto Primavera. I yes. think when we hear about Conjunto again, we, we kind of like, um, es, es, es espejo con Tony. Um, por ser cantante, pero at the end of the day, like, Juan Dominguez is, has been with the grupo desde yes. que empezó en los 78 and, and doing his thing with the sax and just leading the way. Échale. Échale. So, yeah, that's uh, Conjunto Primavera, uh, the next group. I'm going to pass that on over to Cynthia to introduce. All right. So, 
<laughs> so this is us wanting to highlight that Norteña con sax are going strong as hell. In this moment, are what we think about when we think of a group like La Senda Norteña. Let's not forget that like Conjunto Primavera, Huracanes, like you know these this group of folks also really developed Norteñas con sax. It was just you know a little bit different, but now we have. This different sounds with La Senda Norteña, La Alianza Norteña, all these other groups. They're out here packing and getting people into bailes and really attracting a younger crowd and making us love Norteñas forever. And so La Senda Norteña came out of El Paso, Texas. Shout out. They actually grew out of Conjunto Atardecer. Mario Madrigal left the group and created... La Senda Norteña. I don't think he plays in the group. I think he's like the CEO or some shit. But está La Senda. And this is a group that I came across when I was like 16, 17. No, fuck. That was high school. When I was like 19, 20 and got on SoundCloud and ran into Puro Zacatecla Sax. Guapangos Perros. I was loving this song before everyone else was on Instagram. Tell us about it. <laughs> and this song is so lit. I think this song helped to also put Norteñas con Sax on the map mm-hmm. and create that community. Yo no soy de Texas, but I see people in like the OK Corral <laughs> with this El song. OK Corral. And make, no se me ha hecho ir, but yeah. No, a mí tampoco. And making up dances and posting their videos. So Guapangos Perros is super para bailar. Is also to say, right, that when we talk about like this new Norteño sound with sax, we're also talking about the re like us reloving and giving Wapangos a mm-hmm. new face and a new style. So shout out SLP, shout out Zacatecas, San Luis Potosí, especially for being the birthplace of Wapangos, but for really <clears throat> keeping music that you can dance to alive. Where would be we be without Wapangos Perros? Before I play that, I also want to mention that they're also super well-known for En Silencio. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but they have a lot of other good songs as well, so let's wait to hear more from them. <laughs> Hot. <laughs> it really is. It'll get you dancing. Mm-hmm. I was just telling Cynthia that I, because I love that song so much, I try to. I'm, I'm out here doing the most, trying to play that song on accordion, and I, I realized that it's way like ten levels above where where I'm at right now. An accordion hero. <laughs> <laughs> Exacto. Todavía no llego ahí. 
But, but yeah, shout out to Senda Norteña and for bringing out uh, Wapangos Perros. Mm-hmm. So, Conjunto Rio Grande is a group that I came across a couple years ago when I started watching a lot of YouTubers from Texas who are just talking about their favorite Norteñas. And all of them talked about Conjunto Rio Grande, and I'd never heard of them here in Chicago. Um, I don't know if you might have. Not, I mean, they're not, they're not like so, so, so well known. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a group that you hear on the radio, right, right. Um, but it, but they became like pretty famous pretty quick. I mean, I know mm-hmm. that like folks really know for the inf- cover to of Infieles of Aventuras Infieles. Yeah, Conjunto Rio Grande was originally Los Tremendos Salvajes, but they changed their name to you know give tribute to where they're from they're really spot on i mean their sound is good the vocals are good and i don't know why they're not bigger some of my favorite songs from them are malita traicion they have a good cover grass cover to para que seas feliz they have this song like gracias a dios por ti i'm fucking up the the name but that's really (laughs) popping right now and check them out you know we need to put them in our youtube videos también por acá not just in in texas so check out conjunto rio grande check out the youtube videos of people having them at their weddings like yeah they're making people i don't believe in marriage but i just might if conjunto rio grande plays that come play yours Andale, ya, ya te comprometiste, güey. Yeah. Um, yeah, so those are those are the artists that we wanted to highlight through acordeón, through bajo sexto, and through the saxophone. And so um, those were the ways that we were able to break down such a amazing and mm-hmm. um, big genre of norteñas. And again, it doesn't cover everybody. And we know that there's a lot that are missing that, that we could also be here all day highlighting, um, which is the beauty of Norteñas. Right. And so one of the things we also wanted to talk about is like, who's like helping bring Norteñas to spaces that they wouldn't normally be at? Um, yes. And how artists um, are, are kind of remixing the genre. And so we wanted to, to also kind of give shout outs to to those folks that are helping bring Norteños to or Norteño music to to those spaces, those spaces where you usually are at the club and it's not really like regional Mexican music, but all of a sudden, particularly to the DJs, DJ Dusty is one of them. Got mad love for Dusty. Corpus um, Christi. Hey, Texas represent. Um, Dusty has come to Chicago pretty often. He has hugged me and given me a discount on his merch. Hey, I, I got I'm repping that cumbia uh, uh, hat and also, yeah, I got mad love for him. Pocos I've seen him, in, seen him in so many spaces, um, particularly here in Chicago. I think my friends are like, no manches, otra vez voy a ver a Dusty. <laughs> but yeah, Dusty's so, Dusty is like bringing He's it so up. He's so sweet. He's like really good at bringing in cumbia um, and overall like uh, musica regional mexicana into his mixes in such a badass way. Mm -hmm. Other shout outs we want to give to is to DJ Sizzle over in Boa Heights. Malandrina. Been called the Malandrina in in previous episodes. We love you DJ Sizzle doing the most out there with 
Cumbiaton. Hopefully, y'all can come out here to Chicago. Yes, what is Cumbiaton Chicago happening? Make it happen. I heard it's happening this year. Hopefully, Ooh. it's happening this year. But but yeah, DJ Sizzle is also one of those DJs that, that will throw in Norteñas, mm-hmm. throw in Cumbias into, into the mixes. DJ Bambona from New York. Mm. I think... One of the songs she always brings in is La Bota. Ah, <laughs> um, La Bota. But yeah, just overall bringing in in, in in all of their mixes or their sets um, some sort of musica regional mexicana, particularly musica norteña y banda mm-hmm. into their sets. And Chulita Veno Club also yes. from Texas. Mm-hmm. Well, I think they're a national collective. Um, so I got folks from all over and have also have sets particularly around acordeonazos mm-hmm. um so mad love for that and we wanted to give a particular shout out to a local uh dj collective okay. here to those delinquentes we we see y'all we love y'all doing the most in chicago spaces and throughout hopefully folks are hearing y'all out but one of the things that i was like oh shit was when they uh had the Ramona Yala turn up mix. Uh, so we're just gonna play this super short mix, but a uh, major shout out to those delinquentes out here in Chicago and, and thank you for for um, mixing in uh, classics, particularmente norteño classics into 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 your music. Not new, but still lit. So Nortec music is this music that originates out of TJ, out of Tijuana, and this combination of like nor the por ser del norte and tech por ser technological like techno music. So you get Nortec, and it's this like electric banda, electric norteño, electric regional mexicano music. I don't like EDM. <laughs> at all but <laughs> this is as close as i'll get to it and i really like nortec music so they ha- so there was this collective that existed this is generalizing it but long story short like different groups of people entrándole a la onda there was some disagreements people split off so there's different kinds of like offshoots of the nortec collective oh. apart from it being a like a genre on its own and so nortec music um like I said, it's not new, right? People point to like 1999 as an origin point and combining the regional mexicana, the tambora, the tuba with, yeah, European and US kind of electronic dance music, EDM. I've seen some of the Norte Collective live. I've seen them at Rido Fest. They were at mm-hmm. 
Pilsen Fest last year, which was cool to see them back in Chicago. They they also do the, that mix and, and keep the music around, but in a different way. It's almost like deconstructed. It's really oh, cool. People are out here experimenting, um, continuing to take things to different levels. Yeah. And it's cool. So I think on that end, it's more on seeing that artists are doing so much with Musica Norteña and also that Musica Norteña is doing so much with, with uh, other music overall too and how how different grupos have been able to do that genre mm-hmm. the way that it that it is. But yeah, I think on, on that, I, I just want to say again, thank you for having me. I, you know, mad love for Las Malandrinas. Um, saludos a la tocaya that's gone. <laughs> We're excited to see you back. And yeah, I think on that end, it's just overall this, this episode, we talked about how I think Cynthia put it best when, around like how this is a trinity and and a, a, one piece of the trinity of, of Musica Regional <laughs> Mexicana. And um, we know this episode doesn't really scratch at the surface, barely scratches at the surface of, of this genre, but I, I'm, I'm hoping that Las Maladrinas can further highlight these um, um, pieces within this genre and their artists. We talked about Chalino and other, gr- other groups that, that deserve a little bit more time and space. But yeah, for me, again, nor- Musica Norteña, de esos instrumentos, ese estilo tan único, que nos tiene bailando de cachetito hasta las cumbias norteñas, ¿no? Que nos ponen todos a bailar. Es, es algo muy especial para mí and hopefully you all enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. A huevo. <laughs> <laughs> so, one thing that I'm taking away from this episode is how many layers there are to música norteña. We didn't even... There's so much more to say and this just goes to show that there's so much love and passion in this mm-hmm. music that in the face of all the bullshit that we're facing, we continue to be so creative, to be innovative. Um, because that's what our ancestors did, right? Like, it's also, there's solidarity, I think, in this music that we have yet to explore. I think especially with the sax, like, the saxophone, when I think of the saxophone, I think of, like... <laughs> Well, first, what I learned in school about, like, the Harlem Renaissance and, like, mm-hmm. jazz and stuff. Yeah. And so I'm just like, holy shit, like, this is, like, ja- like the saxophone is such a black instrument. Mm-hmm. And to be able to use it in Musica Regional and, yeah. like, take it to that, to another place is, like, beautiful. And I hope we recognize that, that, you know, these instruments also have stories with other communities and other folks that we need to be in solidarity with especially in an area like Texas especially in like that borderlands area where you know the history of of black suffering is so tied to you know brown suffering to mexican suffering to indigenous suffering and also resistance so hay que darle pa adelante hay que ver que sí and I give it us in the next baile. So with that said, for the next episode, you can expect a special baile episode. Andale. We want to talk about bailes. What goes on there, what it takes for us to get ready, and todo eso. Eso es otro rollo. Eso es otro rollo, completamente. <laughs> so, para allá vamos. We'll see after we go to see our amigo El Fantasma. Andale. <laughs> and Virlan Garcia. And La Dictiva. Keep inviting Las Malandrinas <laughs> out to baile. Yes. If you're a listener, 
hopefully they can continue recreating moments like what they did in New York with listeners. Like, again, it's a whole community that Las Malandrinas is, is helping shape or, like, creating that space for folks that like us that we've been wanting this space. And so, yeah, I'm excited. I'm not crying. I just spilled water not on my not. face. <laughs> <laughs> so review us. Give us some love. Let us know what you'd like to hear next as well. You can listen to all our other episodes. This is episode number 10. All right. We've been at it for 10 episodes now. And you can listen to all the others from Malandrinas 101 to Musica Romantica, Mujeres en Banda, Chicagense, Dia de los Muertos, our year-end wrap-up, our Recodo episode, our Corazones Rotos episode, Mm -hmm. and more at Apple Podcasts on SoundCloud, on Google Play, and on Stitcher. Que no digan que no, no las encuentran porque ahí están. Ahí estamos, búsquenos porque nos van a encontrar. And you can also find our two playlists. One is on Spotify under Las Malandrinas, and the other is on Apple Music under my name, Cynthia Rodriguez. So that was our Menortie episode. Hey. Menortie. Shout out Conjunto Primavera. That's all we got for now. Pero hasta la próxima. Hasta la próxima. Bye. No es que quiera volverte a mirar Ni te creas que te ando buscando Es que no conozco la ciudad Y me pierdo fácil en los barrios La colonia donde vives hoy